This is Anthony Morganti. Welcome to my podcast for the joy of photography. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about photo manipulation. When is it acceptable or is it even acceptable at all? Many photographers will argue that you shouldn't manipulate your image at all. Pretty much what you're seeing on the back of your camera is what you should be showing the public. Anything more than that, then you're manipulating and you're, quote, cheating. And what prompted me to do this podcast was an article that I read yesterday on petapixel.com. And I'll have links to everything I'm going to be talking about in the show notes. And the article was written by Michael Zhang, and it's titled, Are These Photographers Cheating? And in the article, he's really referencing a video by photographer Jamie Windsor, who's asking that very question, is this cheating? And I'm going to read part of the Petapixel article by Michael Zhang first, and then I'll give you my opinion on the subject, and we'll talk about it a little more. The article begins, Where is the line between acceptable photo manipulation and cheating in photography? That's the question photographer Jamie Windsor asks and explores in a new 12-minute video. And again, I'll link all of this in the show notes. One of the photos Windsor examines is Robert Frank's famous photo elevator, Miami Beach, 1955, from The Americans. That The Americans is Robert Frank's famous book. Uh, that he went on a road trip across America and took images um, from coast to coast and assembled these images in the book The Americans, which is still one of the best-selling books, best-selling photography books of all time. Um, Anyway, in this book, The Americans, it shows a 15-year-old elevator operator girl staring off into the distance as presumably wealthy blurred figures exit. Now, it, I'm going to paraphrase the rest of the article, but you get the idea. And what they're talking about is specifically about Robert Frank's photo, Elevator, Miami Beach, 1955, is it looks spontaneous. Well, once you look at the contact sheets, you'll realize that it's not spontaneous, that Robert Frank had the girl pose several times, and he spent a lot of time with her. It wasn't like he just walked into the elevator and the doors happened open, people were exiting, and he took the picture. It wasn't like that at all. He actually spent time with her, had her pose different ways, um, had a discussion and discourse with her. So although the photo itself isn't manipulated, the whole situation and scene is staged, more or less. Well, when is that acceptable? And I think what really you have to be careful of here is not to paint with too wide of a brush. There are, in my opinion, some instances where it is acceptable to manipulate your photo. Now, as far as Robert Frank and the Americans is concerned, that's the one that's kind of uh, riding the, the edge because 
the book was presented as a view from a foreigner because Robert Frank at the time it wasn't a U.S. citizen. He's I forgot where he's from, uh, but anyway, he's he wasn't a U.S. citizen, and it was uh, taken as a view of how foreigners may view typical everyday Americans in 1955. And it kind of exploited some of the racism that is inherent, was inherent in America at that time. And some of the um, really kind of obtuse political views that were accepted as norm at that time from Jim Crow laws um, through to just blatant racism and things that were accepted as everyday ways of life. Anyway. Because the book was presented as being more or less uh, factual, I believe that this is kind of riding that edge where it kind of duped, perhaps, a viewer into thinking that there was things there that weren't really there. That's where we start to talk about photojournalism and journalism in general. And if you take any Journalism 101 class, um, which I haven't, but I do have one of my sons is majoring in journalism, and he tells me every day about all the stuff he learned in, in school. And in his freshman year in college, in Journalism 101, whatever it was, they actually were learning about how a journalist could skew a, stir, a story either left or right. You could take a political story, and if the journalist writes for a conservative outlet, conservative newspaper, conservative magazine, uh, they could skew this story so it, um, it appeals to conservatives. Whereas you could take that exact same situation and story, and if a photographer and or a journalist were, is working for a liberal um, paper, magazine, whatever, they could take that same story, tell the same exact facts, but skew it more liberal. And that's the same thing with photography if you're doing photojournalism. You could take images that will favor your point of view or the point of view you want to um, portray or you want to um, show. Is it correct? Is it fair? Well, no. But, I mean, it is generally acceptable, believe it or not. I mean... The Wall Street Journal, for instance, that's a newspaper I subscribe to that is leaning slightly right, so that's slightly conservative. And generally, the op-eds and the things that are in there are going to be relatively conservative, and I could read a story in there, and it's going to have a conservative lean to it, whereas I also subscribe to the Washington Post, and the Washington Post is leaning light left. It's a little more liberal. And I could read about the same exact story there, and it's going to be more liberal-focused or more focused towards a person that leans more towards the left. So in journalism in general, photojournalism too, um, it is the way the photographer wants you to see the world. But now we come down. That's just manipulating kind of the scene, what you're doing with the scene. But then we come down to when really photojournalistic rules. And there are some rules that you cannot cross when you're a photojournalist. You really can't stage a picture. 
you shouldn't do it. It's just not acceptable. And that's where I said Robert Frank's book, The Americans, kind of rides that edge because it was accepted as a photojournalistic view of America in 1955, of the United States of America in 1955. And he manipulated the scenes. He staged scenes. So it isn't really a photojournalistic view. There are photojournalists who were fired for staging images and manipulating photos. Um, for example, there's a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer um, who doctored a Syrian war rebel picture by photoshopping a camera out of the original image. And I'll have a link to an article on this again in the show notes. And um, what it is really doing in the image in question, um, it's showing a rebel, he's got a machine gun in his left hand, and he's looking at actually a movie camera. And the photo journalist, the photographer, took the shot and he edited out the camera. He used Photoshop and edited out the camera. And um, he was fired for doing this um, because it really does alter the scene. Um, it, it doesn't give the viewer the correct view of what was actually happening there. It may look like uh, the way the photographer wanted us to see it, that this uh, rebel was climbing down a hill, whereas in fact, it looks like the rebel was taking a movie or something you know, along those lines. So um, this photographer was fired because of this. Uh, his name um, is, I think, Contreras, if I remember right. Um, there's another instance of an AP phot uh, photographer fired for just editing his shadow out of an image. Uh, it was just uh, some boys uh, playing football, soccer, uh, the ball flying up in the air, but his shadow was in the shot, so he edited out his shadow, and he was fired for doing that. So you could see that, you know, they're not playing around here, that you really can't alter a image a photojournalistic image um outside now i should say there are some acceptable edits allowed uh you you could crop your image of course you're shooting raw even if you're shooting jpeg you could edit i'll uh, do light editing like when i say light editing i'm talking about shadows highlights whites and blacks contrast things like that just to make the image look more pleasing to the eye you're not altering the content though there's another, um, Bruder's fire, um, fired a photographer in Lebanon for altering an image. Um, so it kind of goes on. Uh, our kind of a more famous one, I think, um, happened with LA Times photographer. He used Photoshop to combine two images. Um, it was an image of a British soldier, and he's holding a submachine gun in his right hand. And with his left hand, he's kind of pointing at a crowd of refugees that are like, I think he's kind of motioning for them to get on their knees. And in the middle of the frame is a father holding a son um, or child, at least a young child, uh, perhaps the child's ill, something he's trying to let the soldier know something's wrong with the child. I believe that's my interpretation of what I'm seeing in the photo. And what really happened 
is that there were two different shots. The one shot of the father uh, with the child is, is there, but the soldier is not, does not have his left hand out pointing at the crowd of refugees to get down on their knees. He's just kind of looking at the father. And then in the actual image that has the British soldier with his left hand out, uh, motioning to the crowd to get down or sit down, the Afghan father is more off to the right looking away. So he took those two images and made more one image out of that. And the image made its way from the LA Times across a lot of different um, papers, the Chicago Tribune, Hartford Current, and I think some others. And that photographer was fired. So what I could say definitively is if you're a photojournalist and you're photographing any type of newsworthy story that you cannot, beyond cropping and adjusting shadows, highlights, whites, blacks, and contrast, you can't do anything else to the image. You shouldn't do anything else to the image. And most of the newspapers and news services that you'd uh, work for would make you sign a code of ethics statement stating that you won't do that. So it's not like these photographers were caught off guard. They didn't realize they couldn't do this. They know they couldn't do this. This is known. Now, again, if let's say they're taking images of the Iraqi invasion, like this British um, or this um, Los Angeles Times photographer was, and he uh didn't agree with the invasion he could take his uh he could take images that would reflect best reflect his feelings just like any journalist could do they could take their um you know their whether it's pictures or words they could frame it in such a way that will favor a story uh, the way they want it to that's just the way it is and and they could do that so, again, photojournalism and journalism in general, uh, you can't, you shouldn't, you can't photo manipulate. You can't take images and manipulate them uh, beyond what I already said. Now, also mentioned in the Petapixel article and in um, Jamie Windsor's video um, is Steve McCurry. Uh, Steve McCurry is um, probably most famous for the photo that was in National Geographic of the Afghan girl. And that is the image, of course, with the girl with those, um, you know, beautiful eyes, this young girl with these gorgeous, gorgeous eyes. Now, if Steve McCurry um, manipulated those eyes so they look that way, then you would say that that's wrong. That's, that's horribly wrong but um there's now i'm not suggesting he did there's no evidence that he ever did as a matter of fact he didn't so that's not true but where steve mccurry is coming under fire is that he has websites where he sells prints and there's obviously some photo manipulation done in some of his images 
And there's another petapixel article that actually kind of breaks it down. And you could see that there's, for instance, an image of a street scene. And it, you could obviously see that there's a pole that looks like it was moved. And they left part of the pole. It was really bad uh, photo manipulation, bad Photoshop. The pole is in two places. The, whoever did the Photoshop isn't very good at it. And then there's another image of a bunch of um, young boys, maybe, you know, 10-year-old boys running through, looks like a flooded little field or rice paddies maybe, and uh, chasing a soccer ball. And one of the boys in the background is edited out totally. And then in the far right of the frame, there's a stray arm coming into the frame, and they edit, he edited out that arm as well. And they show a third image, which is another street scene um, that... Uh, shows a bicycle um, with three men, but in the background, there's a pole that's edited out. There's a couple people or at least one person in a table that looks like it's edited out. And then in behind the bike, there's another bicycle and that's edited out as well. So McCurry defended himself saying that he's a visual artist, you know, and that's why, you know, he, he's, saying that it was, a, first of all, he says that one of these, I forgot which one, um, he's blaming it on someone that worked for him that didn't have authorization to do what they did, and he fired that person. But beyond that, he says he's a visual artist and makes no claims that these photos, at least, are exact representations of the scene at that moment. Now, this is where... You know, it's difficult. McCurry's known as a photojournalist. And he has these photojournalistic type shots that he's selling. And I think that it's fair for the public to assume and to expect that these images are not manipulated in any way. So in my opinion, and it's very humble opinion because McCurry is like a thousand times the photographer I am, but it's my opinion that um, he's wrong. He shouldn't be doing this because they're obviously photojournalistic type shots and he's known as a photojournalist. So this shouldn't be done, even though it's not for a newswire service. These aren't something for a newspaper. They're not for National Geographic. These are just images that he's selling on his website. Now, conversely, there's a famous um, war photographer, Don McCullen, a British man. He's a tremendous, tremendous war photographer. Uh, he now takes landscape images. Now, that is so far removed from the type of photography he did, where he was literally photographing people being killed blown up shot you know or you know insurgencies all this different types of war photography now he's doing pastoral scenes and you know dairy farms scenics and things like that if he photo manipulates that if he takes a scene and there's a chunk of garbage on the ground in front of an old barn that he's taking a a you know a landscape image of and he uses photoshop to remove that garbage that's fine in my opinion because it's so far removed from that other work that he's doing 
my argument about McCurry is that it's so close to the other work that you that he has an obligation, in my opinion, to make sure that it's realistic. So McCullen, because it's such a different type of work, then I would say, you know, it's no big deal if he, you know, swaps a sky out of a landscape with Photoshop, does something like that. I don't think that's an issue. Now, there's other situations where I believe you should not manipulate a picture uh, beyond, um, like I mentioned before, cropping, light adjustments, things like that. Um, if you're a wildlife photographer and you're taking images of, you know, lions, tigers, bears, insects even, you really shouldn't be doing Photoshop on those. You should really not enhancing the eyes of the tiger so they glow or anything like that or making um you know the bear um you know has a bunch of flies on its head maybe taking the flies out with photoshop or something like that you shouldn't be doing that um i think a wildlife photographer has an obligation to portray the animal as it really is now there's a little more leeway, I think, for a wildlife photographer, though, than when we're talking about a photojournalist. Let's say you're taking a picture of a lion, lions lazing under the tree, but in front of the lion is a paper cup from a tourist, you know, somebody, one of those, you know, tourists that are out there taking pictures of the wildlife, and there's a paper cup laying there. I don't have a problem with them uh removing the paper cup with Photoshop. Now, maybe that leaving it there would be a better story, how the impact on the environment uh, that humans are making. But again, if you're going to maybe sell this picture as a print for a wall, I have no problem you taking out the cup. But don't misrepresent the lion. Don't change the lion. Don't edit out another lion that's in the background. You shouldn't be doing things like that. Now, on the other hand, if you're... This is where... I should say that a lot of people disagree, is um, photography art? Well, I would argue that some photography is art, and there are artists that use photography, or there are photographers that, you, that have their work presented as art. In those cases, you know, you see those crazy Photoshop collages, you know, you know there's a... Um, they took a picture in their studio of a woman with a long flowing gown. Then they took a picture of the, uh, a windy day on the ocean. And then they took a picture of a rock. And then they took pictures of birds. And then they combine all that in Photoshop. And it looks like she's like a sea goddess and wind and rain and <laughs> added all this stuff. Well, the, you know, they're an artist. And, you know, that, to me, that's totally acceptable as well. So that's why I say you shouldn't paint with too wide of a brush here. There are some situations where you shouldn't uh, alter the image at all. There are situations where some minor alterations are acceptable, like I mentioned in wildlife photography, maybe to take out garbage or something like that. Then there are other situations where, you know, you could do whatever you want. And you shouldn't, though, misrepresent what you're doing. Uh, the person that, the artist that took all those images and combined them in Photoshop should not claim that that was a single shot. Even if it's for art, you have to be upfront that it was multiple images combined in Photoshop. Um, that's my opinion. You shouldn't misrepresent what you're offering. 
So, um, you know, McCurry should probably say right up front and from now on that images are my representation of the scene. Um, some may be manipulated electronically. Um, you know, whereas McCullen doesn't have to for his, in my opinion, for his landscape photography, because, you know, it's landscape photography, it's art. It's to be meant to be hung on the wall and admired. It's not meant to inform uh, like a photojournalistic type image may uh, be. So that's my opinion on this matter. Um, you know, take it for what it's worth. The Again, in the show notes, I'll have links to everything I talked about. And those of you watching the videos saw me uh, pop through some different websites where I talk about the photojournalists that were fired because of uh, altering images. I'll have links to all that in the show notes. Thank you for watching my podcast for the joy of photography. Remember, stop by my website, onlinephotographytraining.com. There you'll find all my latest videos and articles to help you improve your photography. That's it for now. I'll talk to you guys soon.